Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, at this time, we want to seek the Lord in a word of prayer. We want to call out unto him for a while. But maybe you haven't prayed. When I say pray, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, little short verses that we give, little short burst. Those are significant, too. But I want to seek the Lord this morning for, for a moment. And so let's let's seek him while he can be found. Let's call upon the name of Jesus. Let's call up for our own deliverance, our own selves. Lord God, help us, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know the need of each individual, and there is a need. There's a need this morning. And so praying that, that you would pray along with us as we are seeking him, as we are calling out unto him, as we are asking for his mercy, for his, his kindness, his grace. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your holy name, Jesus. And at the same time, while we're seeking him, in the background, you'll hear this song, Yes, being sung by Shekinah Glory. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. So wherever you are, maybe you're driving down the street, Maybe you are at work. You can still pray. If you're at home getting ready for service, pray. Pray. The Bible said man should always pray. And so prayer is something that we're constantly in, a state of prayer. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we bless your name, Savior. We bless you, Lord. We bless your name, Savior. Lord God, thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your mercy this morning. Lord, you know the attack that occurred as we entered into the sanctuary. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bind the works of the enemy. We pray and ask, oh Lord God, that you would have mercy. Lord God, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord God, we look to you, oh Lord God, for your anointing, your move, your power, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus to overcome. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Savior. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for being sovereign in our lives. 
We thank you, Lord God, for stirring our hearts up, for waking us up this morning, giving us the opportunity to call upon your name. Lord Jesus, to seek you while you can be found. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, just tell him thank you. You don't ask for nothing. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just join in with us in acknowledging his sovereignty, acknowledging his power. His name is glorious. Thank you, Lord, for revealing your name unto us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless your name, Savior. Bless your Lord God. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on and call him with your whole heart. Dig deep down from your belly and call upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, just keep telling him thank you. If you have the Holy Ghost, call on him until the Lord takes over and begin to pray through you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him for who he is. Just thank him for what he's done. Just thank him. Just thank him. It don't matter what your situation you're in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've learned to tell him thank you, even when it is rough times. Ah, glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When I don't understand, you can still tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, bless your Lord. You can still bless him. You can still bless him. You can still bless him. You can still tell him thank you in spite of. You can tell him thank you when there's tears in your eyes. You can tell him thank you when, when your heart has been broken. You can tell him thank you when someone has cussed you out. You can tell him thank you when you've been lied on. You can tell him thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You can tell him thank you to breath in your body, which is giving you the ability to inhale and exhale to thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God, wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, it's thank you. Whatever it is, Lord, thank you. Thank you. He still has all power. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, what a wonderful Savior. What a mighty God that we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If life ends today, it is still thank you. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Almighty God. Oh, thank you, Lord. You revealed yourself to us. You gave us hope. You gave us salvation. You gave us your word. Oh, Lord God, thank you for your word. Your word is held even higher than your name. Thank you, Lord. You have never fallen short on your word. Thank you. You have never stopped feeding us your word. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your wonderful name. Bless you, Lord God, for your word. Lord God, thank you for gathering and Lord Jesus in a place where we can lift you up, where we can exalt you together in a corporate praise. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord God, bless your name, Savior. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your Lord God. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you've given us a reasonable portion of health. Oh, Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Savior. Oh, Lord God, bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Savior. Glory to your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But we're here to say thank you this morning. We're here to exalt you, Lord God, above everything, every situation. Lord, we're exalting you above pain, mental pain, emotional pain, physical pain. We're exalting you, Lord God, above those things. We're exalting you, Lord. We're lifting you higher. We're lifting you up, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we haven't told you, we haven't thought it today. We love you. We love you for who you are. We love you, Lord God, for being in the God, the true and living God in our lives, Lord God. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Savior. Lord, carry us further into your service, Lord. Lord, let your word have preeminence in our lives. Lord, that you are exalted above everything. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you the glory. 
Lord, to honor you. Lord Jesus, for you. I want to honor you just for who you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We'll tell of your goodness. We'll testify of your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord. Bless your name, Savior. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. We're going to go. I'm going to go into the word of God. We're, we're in battle right now. Battle mode. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Wherever you are, I want you to think about whatever you may be dealing with. Usually I say, you know, if it's something that you have caused to come upon yourself, uh, then there is... You know, you have to deal with that. The Bible tells us that if we are suffering for unrighteousness sake, then take it patiently because we'll have to deal with it. We're going to have to deal with it. But even in that, tell the Lord, thank you. Because if there was no conviction, we lie. Okay. If there was no conviction, when there's a flow, you, you got to go with the flow. When there is no conviction, that's something to be concerned about. A person that can sin and not be convicted in what they do, that is a problem. Maybe their mind has been seared with a hot iron. Maybe, I said. That's not a judgment for you to make unless God reveals that to you through the spirit of discernment. It, All of us have, or some of us, have been in situations where we didn't want nothing else but what we wanted at that moment. So thank God for conviction. Thank God for the things that we deal with and we deal with patience. But then there are those things that we deal with that are an attack of the enemy. It's an attack. It's an outright attack of the enemy upon you and your stand unto the Lord. Your mind is made up. My mind is made up. Your mind is made up. For God, I live. For God, I die. I'm not going to change that right now, today, today, because yesterday is gone and tomorrow hasn't come yet. But what are you doing today? Let's go into the word of God. I want to direct your attention to Philippians, the book of Philippians, the first chapter. And we're going to talk about the word of God this morning, which is a favorite conversation, a favorite subject, you know, next to dealing with technology. This is it. When some like talking about sports and they can name the stats of, of different individuals and different things. And it doesn't have an impact on their life unless you're trading baseball cards or basketball cards or something like that. Other than, other, other than that, you just have knowledge of what someone else is accomplishing. What are you accomplishing? What are you accomplishing? Uh, do you have some stats that somebody can talk about? Do you have something? I heard some, I heard, I've heard a number of people say that, declared that uh, a sportsman's, was, a sports figure was their hero. Did, did they save you from something? Did they inspire you to get up and do something? I, I'm trying to understand 
I would like to hear the testimony of it. But let's talk about someone that has done something. Let's even talk about ourselves this morning. What are we doing? In the book of Philippians, the first chapter, it says, Paul and Titus, the servant of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm tightening up my gloves right now. Let you know. Sometimes preachers, preachers understand what I'm saying, that sometimes when the enemy hits you and take and, and sucker punch you, you know, uh, that you're going to sometimes you're going to swing back because you've been given permission to hit back. And, and so uh, and so that's when I say I'm tightening up my gloves this morning. Paul and Titus, the servant of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. So there are some folks that have gathered together and there's some people that are, have assembled themselves together. Uh, there's deacons that are there. There are saints that are there. There are deacons that are there. And if you, if you didn't know deacons that your criteria or, um, Qualifications are the same as a bishop. He said, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. When I think about you, I thank God. It's, it's nice that when people think about you that they that they can smile and there are those that think about you and they frown and there are those that think about you and they mock you because of the way they feel about you if you're coming in through the front door and they they see you through the window they may go out the back door i've heard of that occurring and so but paul says i thank god Upon every remembrance of you, I thank God because when I think of the saints in Philippi, I'm grateful for their stand. When I think about the saints that I am around, the believers, the, as some may say, the body of Christ. And that's a subject for another time that we'll talk about uh, because there, I, I mean, I still need clarity on what everyone means about the body of Christ. I, I, I hear it repeatedly, but there's no clarity as far as what they're saying. Now, there are things that are handed down. There are terms and, uh, and cliches that are handed down, but no one stops to look at what it's meant. I understand. I know the scripture. But I want to know what do you mean by the body of Christ? The fourth verse says, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident, I have this assurance. Do you have the same assurance this morning? How is your assurance? Uh, the other day we were we were leaving out of the sanctuary and someone came in 
and were, they said they were grateful for being here today. And I told them, I said, well, I'm grateful too. I said, but you know what? If we were not here today, but we have this assurance that we would be with the Lord if we are serving Jesus Christ. If you are, if your sins have been remitted in the name of Jesus, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, meaning that Christ has put you on and you have put him on through water baptism, then you don't have nothing to be concerned about. No, we don't know what's on the other side. Nobody has crossed over and came back to identify that. But we have an assurance based upon the word of God. And we have uh, the fact that eventually, did I say that word right? Eventually, okay. <laughs> eventually, we all are going to exit. Like mom, like dad, like other loved ones, like friends. We are, we, we have stepped into time and then the day will come that we will step out of time. And so the word of God, the word of God, we have this confidence. We have this confidence. And so as I spoke to uh, her about the confidence that I have, because I could tell that she was not feeling that. Um, we left out of the sanctuary and, you know, we kind of uh, kicked it back and forth as we were talking, not with that individual, but that you need to have that assurance. As a believer, you should have some assurance. Being confident of this very thing that he which begun a good work. God has begun a good work. I'm excited about the work that God has. I'm excited about partaking in the work that God has given. I'm excited. I laugh at it sometime. I laugh about it. I am tickled, uh, as uh, my godmother used to say, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You just turn Fruit Loops. You just go crazy over the fact that God has entrusted you with his name. Oh, yeah. A name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. And then it's going to change. We won't go into that today, but it's going to change. We won't stay there, but something is going to happen. But until then, he has entrusted you with his name. Being confident of this very thing that he which begun God has started something in you. Now, it started long before you was born. Now, now, the Lord told Jeremiah, he said, before you were born, uh, the Lord told Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you and I called you. And Jeremiah was like, but I'm just, it, it don't matter. It don't matter if you were um, intoxicated. It don't matter if you were self-addicting, there we go. It don't matter if you were engaged in homosexuality. It don't matter if you was male or female whorish. It don't matter if you were the pusher man. It don't matter, street pharmacist, all right. It don't matter where you've been, what you were doing, 
that God had a calling upon your life. Now, sometimes the enemy, the enemy tried to kill us, he tried to kill us, he tried to kill us by getting us affiliated with gangs. I was never part of a gang. I stood alone. But there are those that that were in gangs. Uh, they they saw the need. They felt an unction. There was something that they wanted and they didn't know how to fill it. And the enemy understood that and he manipulated the situation. So he thought. Because I know gang members that have stepped out of the gangs and they have won others and told others about the saving grace of God and others were also delivered. So God used them. Don't you know God understands and know how to take what we did in the past and use it now to help others be delivered? When I talk to brothers and, and tell them where God has brought me from, uh, they, they are in awe at times. Uh, wow, I didn't know that about you. Well, it's been some time. There's been a space of time. God has had to clean me up uh, just like he is working with others uh, to bring you into a certain place where you are today, where you can fully enjoy life. Because the Bible said in his presence is the fullness of joy. And there he is. I, I don't yearn to go backwards. Nope. I'm enjoying right where I am today. It took some time to get here. And that's what others, or sometimes we, we forget about that. Sometimes we don't, we don't think about the fact that it took some time to get where you are in this moment. It, it took a while. You didn't come out the womb speaking in tongues. You're not John the Baptist. You didn't come out... You know, the, the baby didn't leap in your womb and your mom started, was filled with the Holy Ghost. No, that, that, that didn't happen. At least not that I'm aware of. I haven't heard that testimony from anyone. But God worked with you to get you where you are today. You ought to, Lord, just thank you. Lord, thank you for where I am right now. You brought me by the grace of God. I am what I am. By the grace of God. You are what you are. You, oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, I don't like using that, this term or this phrase that people like, well, I'm not perfect. Well, you don't have to tell me that. I know you're not perfect. You don't even have to make that statement. But God is not looking at you and saying that you can't be because he told Abram, he said, what? He said, walk before me and be perfect. That run this time was about 99 years old. And God is telling him to cut out the shenanigans. Come on, man, stop. It comes a time where we have to stop. We have to stop. Well, the word of God tell us, being confident of this very thing, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So whatever God has started in you, whether you backslid, whether you left the church because you got caught up in your own flesh, emotions, and then you start, you use that to look at, you pinpointing somebody and say, well, that person is, is making me upset, so I'm going to leave the church. I don't like what they said to me. I don't like how they looked at me. They looked at me crazy. No. And I'm, I'm not saying this to offend nobody, but 
There's some people that when they looking straight at you, one eye is looking someplace else. They, you thought they were looking at you. No, no, it was just a condition that they had. Or maybe it was a, a fly on the wall, a roach running, and they were just amazed that there was a roach running across the sanctuary wall. It, it could have been, but you thought they were looking at you, and you used that as the straw to break the camel's back. Listen, God started a good work, and he will finish it. You have to reposition yourself back into the place where God can finish the work that he begun in you because he didn't renege. You reneged. You step back. So I'm telling you this morning to step forward. The Bible said being confident of this very thing, this very thing, this very thing that God, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the end, until the day of Jesus Christ, the day of Jesus Christ, the day of redemption, the day that God should call the church home, the day that God should take and fulfill what Enoch talked about. Now, Enoch spoke and said that the Lord was coming back with 10,000 of the saints. Now, I have my other Bible here turned to uh, Romans, Romans, the eighth chapter. Beginning at the first verse, it said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. There, there's no condemnation now. Now, someone will take that and say, well, there, well, God's not condemning me. And, and, and people love to say, uh, don't judge me. Don't judge me. You know, people love to make those statements. Whoever's making that noise, please ask them to stop. Thank you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, he's talking about those that are in, not those that believe. The Bible said the devil believes. And he trembles, but yet there remains a condemnation. That's why he is considered a deceiver, uh, because there's condemnation from the deceit that he has caused. There is no condemnation, however, talking about those that are in Christ Jesus. Now, those that are in Christ Jesus is different from those that claim to believe those that say they are because we walk not after the flesh there comes a time where you stop catering to the flesh and when i say catering to flesh don't 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 jump don't 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 jump silly on me uh, hey we're not talking about feeding we're not talking about uh any of the we're talking about being promiscuous, talking about running out, doing things that you know you should not be doing because you got a little itch going on. And so because there's a little itch, you just got to scratch it. Uh, one sister told me, I just got to have sex. And so she went out and she did those things and her life went shipwrecked. When she didn't have to follow. Yeah, that's pretty blood strain, huh? Listen, the point is that people are doing stuff. 
heard another brother say he got to can't help it. He can't help. I can't help it. I just got to. And he's still in a situation. Well, you can't feed the flesh. The day comes that you stop feeding the flesh. Then you know that you're in Christ. The, the purpose is not to feed. The flesh is full of sin. The flesh is full of contentment. The flesh is full of unbelief. The flesh is filled with contaminants. The flesh was contaminated. When? In the garden. By who? Your great, great ancestors. Those that knew the word of God and chose not to follow. They chose to do what? Cater to the flesh. When Adam took that kumquat and ate it. Wasn't a kumquat? A banana. When Adam took that banana and ate it. Oh, it wasn't a banana. When he took that grape off the vine. It wasn't a grape on the tree? Oh, all right. That pomegranate, when he bit that pomegranate, it wasn't a pomegranate? Let's see. You get what I'm saying. The Bible said fruit. It didn't say nothing about it being an apple, a pear. It didn't say nothing about it being a piece of dragon fruit. Is that what it was? It didn't say nothing about that. He did something that he should not have been doing, catering to his flesh. When we cater to the flesh, we deal with those consequences. I've dealt with the consequences. You've dealt with the consequences. Others right now are dealing with the consequences that because they are catering to the flesh rather than catering to the spirit. Now, God is not saying don't enjoy anything in this life. The sister that said, well, she just got to have it. Uh, that's the purpose of getting married, uh, not having multiple partners and, and, and being a, a freak, because after a while, the freak show stop. And that's all you left is with that title of being a freak. All you left with male or female is a, a title, a reputation of what you used to do until people see change. But when we do things the right way, we do things the right way. Well, you know what? I'm going to marry and I'm going to have this individual. I'm, I'm going to do better than a than a, a beaver. You know, beaver has a partner for the, for the rest of their life. I'm going to do better than all of that. Listen. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. There comes a time where you have to stop and follow after the spirit. To as many that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So if you are led by the spirit, and when I say led of the spirit, I'm not talking about you rolling all over the floor. I'm not talking about you running across the top of the pews. Get concerned. I'll be concerned if I see you running across the top of pews, across, across the chairs. Not talking about you uh, waving your hand and quickening. And, but what are you doing when all of that is not happening? What are you doing when you're by yourself? What are you doing when 
as the day goes on and the night starts to come in. What's going on with you at that moment when you're laying in bed? What's happening with you when you get up the next day? Are you following after the spirit? Are you so now, now some folks are so spiritually minded that they're no earthly good. You know, I, I was sitting at no, actually, I was sitting across at a different table from someone at a at, at a, a dinner. And I, I was yeah, I was I was ear hustling. I, I was listening to what was going on at the other table, you know, and they could not their conversation. They could not have a laughing conversation about anything. When I'm out, my conversation is not always going to be about. Um, I'm not preaching a sermonette while I'm sitting at the table and we're having dinner. No, if if I'm out on a date, I'm not going to. We're going to talk about each other. We're going to enjoy the moment, and get to know each other, ladies, gentlemen. It don't mean in my back of my mind that I'm not consciously aware of the presence of God. But the conversation, the conversation is not going to be about what Paul did. It's not going to be about what David did. It's not going to be about what Adam did. It's going to be a conversation about you and I. It's going to be a conversation if, if we at a ball game, if we at a football game, watching the, uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks run over the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the game is not, I'm not going to be sitting there talking about, oh, did you see that in a related scripture to it? I'll keep that to myself if I get a revelation about somebody running down the field and something happens. But it's going to be about the game because that, I paid the tickets to be there to enjoy the game. But those that walk at it, so, so no, we're not talking about being so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Kids can't talk to you because because you, your, your mind is someplace else. Kids, try, the kids need to understand what's what's two times seven, and you try and explain it to them. You no, no, they're asking you a basic question about life. What's two times seven? They ask you a basic question about how to write this sentence and and write it where the grammar is correct or how to spell words. It, and you're so caught up into being spiritually minded that you're not helping. Don't you know relationships are destroyed that way? And that's not God's intention. The Bible says the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. So there is a balance that must occur. There is a balance that happens at home. Listen, Abram, well, now Abraham, because that's where we are in the 17th chapter of Genesis on Wednesdays. So he's Abraham now. But before he was Abraham, when we first read about Abram, we also read about Sarai. You know, that's, what they, that's what they keep telling me. I pray Sarai, you know. <laughs> um, and the Bible talks about how he was talking to her, you know, how fine she was. His concern was that the Egyptians would also notice how good she looked too at age 65, how great she would look and they would want her for themselves. And he was concerned about that. That wasn't the first time. There was another incident too. There was incidents where and we read in the scripture of how they 
they were talking. The Bible talks in one instance where, where husband and wife, they were sporting. That's what the Bible called it, sporting. They, there was some conversation going on. There was some pillow talk going on, and it wasn't night yet. There was some stuff happening. And yet here we are in the church, so spiritually minded that we do not do that. And we did it before we got saved. God didn't say stop doing that. Mm -mm. Nope. We did it before. What changed? What happened? We got around some folks and, and we picked up on some bad habits. Yep, I said it, bad habits. We got around some folks and we learned a different language. And that was not God's will. Listen. There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. This is Romans 8 and 1. But after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do. And that it was weak. Through the flesh. You see, flesh has a particular, there's a particular weakness that is at work when we get to the flesh. The flesh is not as strong as the spirit. Matter of fact, the flesh is not as strong as your spirit itself. The Bible said that the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. So when you are physically dealing with a condition, your spirit, you ever know some doctor may have given up on somebody to die, but their spirit, they, they lived. The doctor said they wouldn't be healed, but their spirit caused them to be healed. They'll never walk again, but their spirit have them running today. Their spirit, your spirit. How much greater is God's spirit? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's a realization. There's a realization of what God wants. The Letter kill it. Now, for those of you that have been in military or paramilitary, you know, police is considered paramilitary. Um, those talking about those good officers, not those that have mental health issues that have covered it up, passed the psych exam, got recruited into the department, those that have become demon possessed since they've been in the department. Uh, but talking about those good officers that understand that there is the letter of the law and there is the spirit of the law. And so when you go through a training, police training, they teach you about identifying how to understand the letter of the law and the intent of the law, what it's meant. And so that's what God wants us to know and understand. When we read the word of God, when we get into the word of God, when we get into his word, we need to know what the what his intentions are. So when Jesus came, when Jesus came, he came full of grace and truth. He came to show and identify the what the law, what it really meant, because the scribes and Pharisees had taken it and they used it to their fleshly advantage. 
they didn't you couldn't be part of the clique you you had to have a a financial well-being uh you had to be born in a certain household you, you know there was criteria that they that they wanted or you just it wasn't gonna work for you that's why the pharisee that stood in the temple and said and said I, i'm not like other men i'm not like that yeah that's what he did he wasn't i'm not like him i tithe and some of you haven't given tithes but the grace of god has still been with you some of you have not given offerings but the grace of god is still with you the man that was standing next to him didn't have the same testimony i tithe every week and, and i give to the poor and all that and he wasn't dressed in a in a robe of, of, of what would be considered a that show that he was religious but the man, the Bible said the man wouldn't even lift his head up. He was ashamed. He was humiliated at his lifestyle and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. And after they finished, the, the, the Lord, in his illustration, said that when they left, the one that did had not didn't have this bolstering testimony about what he's done and or anything like that. But the one that said, I, I, I've not did all the things that I, I'm aware of. I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm aware. Of and I, I'm here to say, I'm sorry. Help me. The Bible said he walked out more justified than the other one. He walked out more justified than the one that was standing there bragging about what they've done rather than uh, the Bible said all our righteousness is as filthy rags. So who am I to brag about anything except what God has done? You could do things the right way. And that's fine. That's all good. And that's where people get stuck at sometimes. They say, well, I'm doing things the right way. I'm righteous in my behavior. And that's great. But still, there's a contaminant of sin that needs to be eliminated. And that's done through water baptism. In Jesus name. That's why Jesus told him, said, go and, and preach repentance in my name. Uh, go and baptize in my name, starting in Jerusalem. And so that's what we find that they did. But listen here. My time is just about up. For what the law could not do. There's some people. Paul understood being caught up in the law. Being self-righteous. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemn sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Hmm. Those that walk after the spirit. We're going to jump to the 31st verse of Romans day chapter. Now, remember, we started in Philippians. We started in Philippians where we're Paul and, and, and Titus to the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the servants in Christ Jesus, which are in Philippi and the bishops and the deacons. Grace be unto you and peace from. And he starts there with the Greek and he, he talks about the remembrance of them. And being confident of this very thing that he just starts a good work. We'll finish it unto the end. Want to give you this. As we're closing here, Paul writes to the church and said, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, 
if God be for us. If God be for us, who could be against us? We don't have to walk in fear of what happens to this body. No, no, we don't have to walk in fear. When I say it don't mean that you won't be concerned about different things, you know, I had a concern. I went to the doctor about it to, to get checked out and everything. And I was sharing with one of the one of the saints about how I've dealt with some things over the past years. And each time I went to the doctor, the doctor said, there's nothing there. I know that was a spiritual attack, walking into the sanctuary this morning and being attacked and feeling a change, feeling something occurring in my body that would have prevented me from exhorting the word of God. But I tightened up my gloves. Yes, I tightened up my gloves. And yes. And so punching back, because even if I had to sit down and teach this or speak this or exhort this, that's what have would been done. What shall we say to these things? Because the enemy is going to try. But he does not have the advantage. If God be for us, who can be against us? This body is resilient. God's body is resilient. You can't bring God down. No. The Bible goes on to tell us who shall separate us from the love of Christ. 35th verse. Shall tribulation? No. Distress? Persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword. No, 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 none of those things. I'm, I'm not going to go any further into that. But I want you to know, and I want you to understand this morning, that no matter what happens, no matter where you are, no matter what your status is in life, that as long as you are in Christ, There's resilience. As long as you're in Christ, he's better than the the uh, what is the um, the that bunny with the batteries inside of that keeps going. The energizer battery. Hey, you know all those commercials come up, and you know to illustrate something. But I want you to know that no matter what happens, tribulation, distress, he that started a good work in you. The one God, it was God, no one else, because we were we were alcoholics, <laughs> we were drug addicts, <laughs> we was whores, we were liars, we were thieves, and it don't mean everybody did all of those things. I I'm talking about what has made up the church. What has made up the church? And to me, that is so awesome how God has sanctified those that were what some would look at and say are detestables and turn them around. Years have gone by and people have changed. And unless they give you that testimony, you would never know. They've committed their lives to the Lord, not catering to the flesh, saying, hey, it's for God, I'm, I'm all in. Are you all in today? Are you all in? You know, let, let's 
just ask yourself, am I all in? Am I still catering to those things where every time I feel a itch, you know, I got to, mm, am I all in? Am I following the spirit of God? You know, in order to follow a spirit, you got to you got to follow his word. There, there's no way around this. There's no way around it. You, you got to get into the word. You got to stay in a, in a Bible uh, feeding church. The one that's teaching the word you got to you got to understand the word. And that's the that's the responsibility of the pastor, the, the ministers to, to make sure that you understand the word. That that is an obligation that you find. And it, the Bible said that he. He led captivity captive. He gave gifts unto men until we all come into the knowledge of the statue of the man, Christ Jesus. And so it's not about you being equivalent to me, being like me or anything. It's not about you being like that pastor that you may be under. God bless you. And, and you know, pastors. And, but it's about you being like Christ Jesus. The, the promotion, that's who we're promoting. We're promoting Christ. No one else, nothing else promoting Christ. And when you promote Christ, you can't do that without promoting his word. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, what mind was that? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So now, you know, the word, the word, whatever you find in these pages. Now, we're not talking about the law. The law, everything don't apply because because there are some things that we don't do today that that, that we that they did then. There are some things that they did that we don't do today. You know, that was that was how they did it. We don't walk into the temple and 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 bring goats and lambs and, you know, and, and birds or anything like that to make sacrifices. Today, we do what we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. Listen, thank you for joining us today. Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, I want you to invite you to join in with us. Be with us. Be blessed with us. Uh, grow with us. You know, be a witness with us because we certainly believe in pounding the pavement, being out being a witness for Christ, you know, inviting others, telling people about the Lord, you know, and it makes a difference when there's when there's multiple people doing it compared to a, a few. It might be a few hundred, but think about it. If there was a few thousand, what an impact that would make. If you don't have a church home, find a church, pray about it. Now, don't spend time talking about I'm praying about it and you sitting at home doing nothing. But talking about you praying about, it. no, you got to get out and go someplace. You got to stop in someplace and see what the service is like. And don't go and just be a spectator doing the worship. Get up and sing. Give God praise. Give him glory. Give him the honor. You know, um, you don't do that at home. I mean, I know some like shopping on Amazon, but there's a time that you want to go and you want to feel it. You need to feel the product. And so therefore you have to go to the service of the Lord. You have to go there to that gathering place. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you for this short exhortation, Lord God, and the fact that you are resilient. Your word has kept us brought us to this place. Thank you for the strength, Lord, the rejuvenation in this body, Lord God. Thank you for your kindness, Lord Jesus, and I ask that you bless each one under the sound of my voice, those that have, have listened so patiently, and those that will be listening later. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, Jesus. And we have another service at 3.30. We have a 3.30 service to be at. 
uh, to speak at this morning, or excuse me, that's in this afternoon. So that's a few hours from now. And, and so we thank God. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you in Jesus' mighty name and that the word of God, again, have preeminence. Whatever your prayer request is, whatever it is that you have need of, I'll hold it up before the Lord. But even more so, let's be faithful unto God as he is faithful unto us. Visit us at ConnectingTruth.org. That is ConnectingTruth.org. Uh, until then, be blessed. God bless you. Thank you, Lord.